You can listen to Dash any way you like. But if you ask us, you should do it with headphones. In the past 48 hours, Private Eye Dash Malone has been drawn to the Los Angeles Museum of Natural History. He's explored it. He's lost time inside of it. He's even crossed the very threshold of life and death in there. But now he must enter its doors again to halt an ancient evil. But is he too late to thwart this malevolent presence? Or is he right on time for his own doom? You are listening to Dash, The Case of the Mysterious Zeta Makara, Chapter 11, The Destruction. The LAPD has the museum surrounded. It's cordoned off the area as if the place were about to explode. And from the way things have been going, it just may. Extraordinary as it seems, they're facing off with a long-lost Egyptian prince thought dead for centuries. Buried alive, kept in stasis by an ancient sigil called the Ouroboros, he's now been resurrected to full power by the souls of a thousand unfortunate suckers. One of those souls was Johnny Plinkett's. Plink. Dash. Before he was murdered, he was my lover. Somehow tied into this mess. If this deal comes through, we won't have to get out of bed for many tomorrows. Trust me. In order to take his soul, to procure all the souls that have reanimated this ancient dread, this thing had possessed a woman he took control of her entire being and turned her into this ghastly vessel to execute these horrific murders. The bodies left behind were mirror images of the tormented hell that he was trapped in, as if they too were buried alive and left screaming into the void. Looks like you've been buried alive. Two days ago, this woman, the very vessel for this creature, came to me for help. Her name was Zita Makara. Mr. Malone. Are you paying attention? Trying to outmaneuver the evil that was invading her at the very core, she wanted me to meet with a man who was ransoming the only weapon that could stop this thing. Of course, I didn't know the whole story then. I wouldn't have believed it if I did. I can hardly believe it now, even after all I've seen. No, my mind was stuck on Plink. Where he had disappeared to, what he wasn't telling me, wondering if I'd ever hear from him again. I'll call as soon as I can. I love you. What Zita and I didn't know at the time. I need you to meet with a man and exchange a large sum of money which I will provide for an item you will find of little consequence. We were after the same man. Maybe if I had been a better detective, I would have seen it. Maybe if I would have paid attention to the details that were connecting right in front of me. 
maybe if I wasn't so damn distracted. Oh my god! Distraction. A tactic used to take your eyes off the big picture. Because once you finally see how big it is, you know everything's going to change. This is it! We're all gonna die! The man screaming seems like a nut, but that's the idea. It's the end of the world! Orson Welles was right! His name is Andy Clementine. We're all done for! Somebody get that screwball out of here! Oh, cripes. Just what we need. A cuckoo bird. What are you gonna do? Tell me you got a plan! Our plan is for you to back the heck up, buddy. Andy is putting on quite the show, which is the idea. But he's just the warm-up act. The real show is about to start. There you are. Enter Andy's girlfriend looking mad as all hell and about to take it all out on him. Will you stop this nonsense at once? Andy's girlfriend also happens to be my wise-cracking secretary, Cindy Crenshaw. But baby, we're done for! Oh, I'll show you who's done for! Cindy wallops him again and again with her purse. If I didn't know any better, I'd be worried for Andy. Well, heck, I kind of am anyway. Ow, stop! Stop it! Ah, stop her! She'll kill him! Oh, cripes. But it works. They provide enough of a distraction for us to sneak by any watchful eye. They bought it! Officer Sal McGill, my inside on the police force, and a friend. If they found out he was helping me, he'd be done for. Come on, Dash. Quick. Let's go. Let's go! We duck under the perimeter and take cover in the shadows right before we head into the hands of fate. The world has grown weaker, awaiting my return. The last remnants of the once all-powerful Aftam. Where is he now? Where are any of the gods? Hiding. More petrified than age could ever make them. Even if they slumber, in a stasis much like you were, it does not mean their power has faded. In fact, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> I'm counting on it, my dear. I'm counting on it. Then let us go to them now! Now, you say? Yes! Oh, mighty one. Together, let us unlock their hidden tomb and take their power tonight. How transparent. Ah, my child. I'm sure those you serve would love to know exactly where their tomb is and how exactly to harness the power of the gods as I have. A deal is a deal, oh great one. This scorpion certainly can sting. Can't she? She will be her own undoing. Keep quiet. My liege, after all we've been through together to make this very moment happen, you know where my loyalties lie. <laughs> you amuse me, my dear. 
It's wonderful to meet someone in this world whose ambitions are as large as mine. So then... However, I will not unearth the gods or their power for your regime, even for you, my dear Scorpion, until I command an army. An army I was promised. An army I do not see. Yes, your highness. I was going to hurry the preparations along myself. Do that. You have miscalculated. You've drawn too much attention to yourself, and now you're surrounded. Silence! Your part in this is over, vessel. Take leave, my child, and be cautious. A vessel she is, but being my blood, she is much more than that. break into the museum through the back entrance. The moment we enter the building, it's obvious where our target is taken up. The world has grown awaiting my return. His voice echoes through the museum. The moment I hear it, I feel like someone somewhere has just started digging my grave. Where are any of the gods? Hiding! We make our way upstairs to the place where I first saw this true horror. To the place where Zeta Makara took me out of this world. To the last place I heard Plink's voice. The Egyptian exhibit. At least this time it doesn't cost me 50 cents. No mummies in here. We're not looking for mummies yet. I need to find something. Picked a poor time to brush up on your Egyptology, buddy. I wouldn't be sidetracking if it wasn't important. Judging from the noise in the lobby, we can sidetrack all you want. I need to find something. I thought she said all you needed was the sword. Sal's referring to the small wooden sword I have slung to my back. Zeta Makara told me it was the only thing in this world that could stop this creature. Only one thing can break what links the Ouroboros to Impetu. An ancient weapon. One thought lost at the beginning of time. The Jerak. In Hebrew, it is the word for sword, the exact sword that was placed in front of the Tree of Life in a place most know as the Garden of Eden. It was the thing Plink traveled halfway around the world for. This is the thing, Dash. It was the thing that was supposed to set everything right, the thing that would finally make me trust him. Except finding it in an underground bunker hidden in this house only proved that Plink had a whole life that he kept secret from me. How could a guy be so desperate for me to trust him when there was so much he wasn't telling me? But there was something else. Something else I found next to the sword. It was an ID bracelet that I had once given Plink as a gift. But it was now engraved. There was a note with it, one from Plink to me, and he said, Just know what it says is written on my heart. The engraving was Egyptian hieroglyphics, ones that I had seen before in this very museum, ones that told an ancient story of the gods, of faith, and of love. Is there something else you need? It's here somewhere. I'll know it when I see it. Dash! 
Look! Uh, there's someone on the floor. He's breathing. Hey, mister! You okay? I know. I know him. I... I will be alright, officer. Thank you. I am Professor Abendigo Shu. Hello, Mr. Malone. It's good to see you. What you are seeking is right here, on this wall. You've seen it before. How do you know what I'm seeking? Look at the bracelet you are now wearing. Dash, look! I've been wearing the ID bracelet since we left Plink's house. I looked down at my wrist, and the inscription, it's glowing. The transcription in the painting of Kumonotep and Yankuna, or Kenanig as you call them, it is a match for the one on your bracelet. Those who did the etching were not mere engravers. It is indeed more than an inscription. He grabs my hand, and once again it feels like I just want to fall into his arms and never leave. But then... Dash, you have emerged in me. Is that Plink? Are you hearing things? His soul is close. You must free him from that monster. How? You have the sword. The only thing in this world that can cut his tie with the Ouroboros. But you also have something else. I do? You know it. In your heart, you know it. The last time you were here, I showed it to you. You heard it when you briefly stepped across the threshold into the afterlife. You have been hearing it in your dreams. You heard it the first time you were in this exhibit. When I lost time. It has been calling to you. What has? Your fate. Professor, you sure you're all right? You aren't looking too good there. Merely a scorpion sting. Nothing I can't outlast. You're gonna need medical attention. I certainly wouldn't mind some of your attention, Officer McGill. How'd you know my name? Look after the detective here, handsome. Tonight, he'll need you more than ever. He... He just... He just disappeared. He did. Did you hear what he said? I'm not quite sure what he said. He called me handsome. You heard him say that, right? Oh, come on. As we leave the exhibit, we don't have to guess where this mummy is. His voice booms throughout the museum. There are forces in the world who seek to rule it. He isn't trying to hide his presence. He's a challenger awaiting his next fight. We sneak out along the upper level of the rotunda, the main entrance to the museum, and survey where our last stand may take place. They hope to use me as their ultimate weapon because they think our desires are aligned. It's a beautiful room to die in. They don't understand there is no way to rule without. Hungry. 
The round hall is domed in stained glass that spirals outward into a coffered ceiling lined with intricate octagonal golden inlays. Massive Corinthian columns made of marble hold this structure fast. Sal and I use one to hide behind as we look down to see the horror that awaits us below. What you have always failed to see is this world isn't something to conquer. It never has been. The gods and all their power could never do it. Man and all his so-called glory has never done it. And by all that is mighty, the likes of you shall never succeed. In the middle of the floor stands an enormous statue of the three muses, one for each tenant of the museum. They hold a giant glowing ball up to the sky. On the ground, Zeta Makara has been tethered to it, and next to her stands the mummy, the monster, the creature that's caused all the suffering, Impetu. Pity you should be opponents. He looks drastically different from the walking corpse I saw move across the exhibit floor earlier today. We come from a long and glorious line. Why try and resist such a nexus? He is no corpse now. He is a flesh and blood man, and he is a sight to behold. Between all that you have learned and all that I know, we could be an invincible force. All I have learned has taught me that you are anything but invincible. From here, he looks like he towers at almost eight feet. The wrappings that bound him are all but gone, save for a few that hang loosely around his torso, covering enough so that he can keep his modesty. Although I doubt this thing has any of that. Why do the gods fear me then? I can sense them, you know. And they tremble at my return. His frame is sculpted, every muscle bulging. He'd be intimidating enough if I didn't already know the power he really possessed. You should fear ever seeing the gods again. He wears it proudly across his massive bare chest the mark of the Ouroboros. I will see the gods again. I will unlock the secret codes to find the nest of their hibernation. But when I find them... The cops kick the front door down and five officers race in, surrounding the room, guns drawn. The poor suckers have no idea what they're up against. When I find them... I will destroy them all! He laughs. He starts slow and then builds, <laughs> drowning out the rotunda in demonic glee. <laughs> and then I see his eyes. They've changed from a sort of glowing yellow to a pure black nothing. I can't look away because it's the eyes you've got to watch. Once you know what to watch for, you always know there's more to the story. And let's face it, I wasn't paying attention. But now I see the real horror that's been there all along. And what I will witness next will haunt me for the rest of my days.
he's finished, the beautiful rotunda has become a battlefield, covered in blood and what little else remains of those five officers. And he laughs again. <laughs> what? What the hell just happened? I don't know. I don't know. That was terrible. That was... Oh, God, Sal. That was a massacre. A total massacre. I knew some of them. I knew them. They had families. Wives. Some of them had kids. Oh, God. Dash, is this going to work? I served with some of those guys, but they weren't my pals. Not real ones, anyway. If you want to turn back now... No. Give me your hand. What? Your hand. Give me your damn hand. All right. Before today, I didn't know a thing like that existed in a world where I live. I've seen horrible shit. Hell, we've seen it together. But I never knew something like that was out there. If we can stop that thing, if we got a chance to, then we gotta take it. I know a lot of this is on you, and you've been through hell and back today, buddy. But you aren't doing this alone. This is like always. We go out. We go out together. The penultimate chapter of Dash will be released in just over a week. It all comes down to this. You have been listening to Dash, the case of the mysterious Zeta Makara, starring Peter Zelinsky, Sara Luciano, Jay Mazzola, Shada Massad, Christopher Tolomeo, Thomas Robert Irvin, Kathy Mostek, Richard Dietz, and Carlos Giga. Written and directed by Dave Ebersole. Sound design by Mick Loro. Music by Christopher Tolomeo and Mick Loro. Produced by Mick Loro and Ed Hill. Executive producers Ed Hill and Andrew Greenwood. Dash created by Dave Ebersole and Delia Gable. Until next time, I'm Jim Diamond. Thank you for listening.